Sacramento Kings general manager Monty McNair spoke with the Sacramento media in his customary end of the season press conference, said a lot of interesting things, especially about the incoming coaching search this offseason. Will the Kings finally execute a full-on coaching search with multiple interviews for the first time in Vivek Ranadive's tenure as owner of the Sacramento Kings, a nine-year period? Sounds like it based off of Monty's comments. Plus, you'll hear him talk about De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Alvin Gentry, and more on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off-season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I just wrapped up my eighth season covering Kings basketball. This is my fifth year hosting the Locked on Kings podcast, and I currently work uh, for ABC 10 News uh, in Sacramento, and I was in the Golden One Center for Monty McNair's press conference. Great to be back there. I was also there yesterday for De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis' press conference. I talked or you, I played you audio from both of their press conferences. Some really good sound bites from that. Plus, I talked a lot about Sacramento Kings owner Vivek Ranadive in yesterday's podcast. Highly encourage you uh, to go and listen to that one. You can listen to it after you listen to this pod. Uh, it's not super topical, uh, but you got to make sure you get both these pods in to hear those end-of-the-year press conferences. So to be in the room, to be able to ask McNair some questions, talk to McNair, hear his press conference. Now, Monty, if you've heard his press conferences before, Monty is a master at talking for 30 seconds and basically saying nothing. He does a really good job of not fully answering your question, but giving you enough so it doesn't sound like he's just completely blowing you off. Monty's a master at this. This is a skill that he developed really quickly that he showed off from day one. I remember his introductory press conference asking him questions about what he was going to do with Bogdan Bogdanovich's thoughts on uh, Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox. And he said a lot without saying anything, really. His actions have always spoken louder than his words. And he clearly would rather uh, let his work and let his actions do the talking. But he has obligations to speak to the media. We only really talked to him uh, after the draft, after free agency, after a season, and if something goes down at the trade deadline. So when we get the opportunity to hear from McNair, uh, it really is special. It's really important. Uh, So I wasn't going to miss that. I got the opportunity to ask McNair a couple of questions, uh, and I'm going to break the, I'm not playing the full uh, podcast, or rather the full um, press conference for you on the podcast today. Uh, I'm breaking it into three chunks where I collected what I thought were the best answers, the best sound bites from this press conference. And the three chunks, so the first chunk you're going to hear McNair talking a lot 
about uh, Alvin Gentry and then this upcoming coaching search. Uh, the second chunk, you're going to hear him talking a lot about De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. And then the third chunk is kind of miscellaneous stuff at the end. He talks about the fans, talks about uh, playoffs in Sacramento immediately. Uh, so a lot of good stuff here. And I'll be responding after each chunk, uh, sharing my thoughts, my impressions, being there, some of the things that McNair is saying, what I took out of it. Uh, and we can uh, discuss that here together. So let's dive into this first chunk. Monty McNair talking, opening up his press conference, thanking Alvin Gentry. Uh, we found out yesterday that he would not be returning as the interim head coach of the Kings, even though he's under contract for one more year. No surprise there. And he talks about executing his words, a comprehensive coaching search this offseason. Take a listen to some of the things he has to say. I'd like to start by, by thanking Alvin Gentry for uh, his contributions this year and stepping up uh, midseason. Um, of course, uh, recognize and thank our players um, for their efforts and, and work throughout the year. Um, and uh, certainly also would like to thank and recognize uh, my entire staff. Uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of people here that do a lot of work behind the scenes. And, um, you know, I'd just like to publicly thank uh, everybody who, who contributes here. Um, obviously, it's been a tough season. Um, and certainly we want to be playing it this time of year um, and not having this press conference, but uh, we certainly have reasons to be optimistic, I think, um, as we continue to, to build and uh, we're confident in the, in the foundation that we're building here. Um, certainly more work to be done, um, but we'll continue to be aggressive and, um, and get this place uh, back where it belongs. So with that, I'll take questions. You haven't had your own coaching hire yet, um, so two years in, we still haven't seen what your type of style or what you're looking for. Do you have any ideas that you can share with us about what you're kind of hoping to bring in here as, as the next head coach? Yeah, I think really it's we're, what we're going to do is we're going to run, like every decision we make, we're going to run a comprehensive and very process-driven um, coaching search. And we are going to let that run its course. We're going to take as long as we need to find – uh, the correct person to lead this this organization, um, the the team on the floor, and um, I'm excited to see what you know the the people that we that we talk to, what their vision is for the team as well. And you talk about vision uh, as far as philosophy, because um, I know a year ago, almost a year ago from this uh, in this situation, um, you you was a little distraught, a little upset. Uh, what, what about bringing in someone and you know? with defensive qualities and stuff like that? Or are you just, I know you're probably looking for the full package, but uh, as far as just in some of the uh, issues that's been going on with this uh, organization on the floor, uh, defense has been a, a, a humongous, monumental uh, issue. Uh, are you looking for a coach who has that passion, that vision in mind? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting any, um, any particulars in on that. Like I said, we're going to run this process. We all know what we need to get to. There's certain things that need to be fixed, um, but um, there's also multiple ways to win this league. We want the coaching candidates that we do bring in to bring their own style, tell us how they want to do this. We'll talk with them. Um, and ultimately, we're going to bring in somebody who's going to win, however however they they and we want to do that together. On the coaching search, is, um, is previous head coaching experience going to be part of the criteria? I know you said you, you want to kind of leave it open and, and maybe a little bit undefined, but, but do you, are you looking for someone who's done this before? No, I appreciate the question. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of characteristics that 
um, coaches will bring to the table. We've seen successful coaches from many different backgrounds. So again, we're not going to put any any specifics or priorities on that. Um, we're going to interview a, um, you know, uh, we're, like I said, it's going to be very comprehensive. Comprehensive. We're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, people that we're going to talk to, and we want to we want to let them. Um, Tell us what they're excited about about the team, as well as you know, certainly our our own thoughts. With when it comes to the coaching search, it sounded as if comprehensive, all that you know, the process doesn't sound like you have an ideal time that you want to have one by. Or am I reading that wrong? No, you're you're right. We're look, we we have an off season. We have time. Uh, the number one thing is that we find the right person to come in here and uh, you know partner with with me and and the rest of our staff and and get this get this thing where it needs to get to. So we're going to take our time. Um, and whenever we find that, that person we'll we'll go ahead and do it. I was in the room and I was trying my best not to smile, hearing him use that term comprehensive, uh, coaching search. It sounds like he is going to take his time with this decision, which again, in Vivek Ranadive's tenure as the owner of the Sacramento Kings, that has never happened from him hiring Mike Malone before uh, Pete D'Alessandro, his general manager was hired. And that ended up being a good hire. Honestly, Mike Malone, since Rick Adelman is the best coach that the Sacramento Kings have had. Of course, we know what happened there when Pete D'Alessandro did take over, but that's beside the point. The Kings from that to the Ty Corbin debacle to the George Carl debacle to Dave Yeager to Luke Walton. And now to, uh, Alvin Gentry being stepping down or, or being relieved of his duties. Like this entire tenure for Vivek has been basically, Oh, I like this guy. I'm picking him without really talking to anybody else. And it sounds like McNair is finally, finally going to be getting away from that, executing multiple interviews. Uh, there already is a list reported of, of candidates that the Kings are interested in. I thought it was really interesting him talking about and being asked by Jason Anderson about the uh, experience level and if that's something he's really going to be looking at. And I really liked McNair's comments uh, that I, I've seen some fans kind of misunderstand a little bit. And he, when he talks about he wants a candidate to come in with their own ideas, what I understood that to mean is he doesn't want to just look for a coach that fits the style that he believes the Sacramento Kings should be playing. It's not, oh, I'm Monty McNair. I know this team should be playing fast and needs to get better defensively. So I'm going to bring in a coach that is defensive minded who likes to play with speed. I mean, he's not saying that at all. He's saying, I'm going to bring in a bunch of different candidates. I want to hear what they would do with this roster what they believe would be the best way forward with this roster. And that means some coaches are going to come in and say the wrong thing probably, or, or present a strategy that's not necessarily going to work. Those guys probably won't get the job or girls probably won't get the job. The man or woman who comes in and says, look, I have De'Aaron Fox. I want to do this with Fox and Sabonis. I, I like these players, these pieces, and I, I want you to go out and, or I would love for you to go out and get this piece as well. Or maybe those pieces are already there, depending upon when the Kings uh, make this higher. Uh, and this is what I believe we can do. If that impresses McNair, that person is probably going to get that job. So, I like that McNair is not closed-minded. It's very good for him to be open-minded here. He's going to hear a lot of ideas. Some he's not going to like. Many he probably will like. And he's going to work with that coach to find the person who best fits his vision for the Kings going forward, who brings their own vision that he thinks can work. And then they can work together, as he talked about, to make that vision a reality and ultimately get this team back to the playoffs as early as next season. And you're going to hear him later on talk about making the playoffs next season.
I like that for McNair. And I'm excited that Monty is going to be able to pick his guy. As much as I talked about Vivek Ranadive yesterday and my skepticism about how much Vivek is still meddling in decisions and uh, wondering if McNair truly has full autonomy like he says he has, as much as I have my skepticism about that and as much as I am uh, have that like nervous energy, I'm going to choose to, at this point in time, believe that this is fully Monty McNair's decision. So whatever, whoever Monty brings in, it is his guy that he chose after this list of interviews. But like we heard De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis say yesterday, both of those guys want to be in the loop. They want to, or at least Sabonis said he would like to have his input and have that taken into account. You're going to hear Monty. I asked Monty about that. You're going to hear him talk about that uh, in the next segment. It's also not going to be surprising at all to have input from Vivek Ranadive, from other front office members, from other players from Joe Dumars Mont- or uh, Vivek's advisor. Like that's, that's perfectly normal. I have no issue with that. As long as it is Monty McNair, who is making the final hire. So those were McNair's comments on the uh, Alvin Gentry and the upcoming coaching search. Very pleased with what I heard from that. Next, you're going to hear Monty talking a lot about De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. I'll play that audio for you and we'll respond to it after I tell you about our title sponsor here of the Locked on Kings podcast. Today, I'm talking about prize picks. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And just because it's the playoffs now and the playing is going on right now, that doesn't mean it's too late for you to play prize picks. You don't need to start at the beginning of the season and grind your way through an entire season. You don't need to do that. You can play when you want. At any point in time, if you want to take a night off, you don't have to play. If you want to play a lot in one night, you absolutely can do that. Prize picks is easy to use, and the way it works, you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing anybody else. It's you versus the house. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Uh, Prize picks is safe. They offer fast withdrawals. You can use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and there's so many props that you can think of from points score to rebounds to steals. Uh, so you could watch, uh, let's say, the, the Golden State Warriors-Denver Nuggets series, and you could bet on how many assists, let's say over under nine assists in the first game that Nikola Jokic has. If you take the over and he gets the over, you cash in. You make money, and you can do multiple multiple sports bets at the same time, too. It doesn't all have to be NBA basketball. You can bet on baseball right now while you're betting on basketball. Uh, there's so many different ways for you to play, and for a limited time, Prize Picks is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all Longtown Kings listeners. You can get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point, but you have to use promo code NBA to cash in on that deal. Again, that's promo code NBA, $50 for free if you're player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. It's free money and it's the best way to play fantasy basketball. It's prize picks. And if you want to make money in addition to fantasy basketball and prize picks, you can do it the old-fashioned way by betting on the spread or other fun props with Bet Online. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can get all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball season going on right now. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. And don't worry, just because the Kings are no longer playing doesn't mean that you can't make money off of your Kings knowledge and fandom because you can bet on so many things like who the next head coach of the Kings is going to be, what draft pick they're going to end up with. There's so many fun props, so many ways to still bet on Kings basketball, even during the summer months. Head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, Monty, uh, just when you look at 
what you guys were able to accomplish once you brought uh, Demonis in and kind of the shift that that represented. How do you feel that that went? And does, did that, I don't know, the confidence in that move going forward, was it a kind of a double down on some of those thoughts? Yeah, with, with Domas coming in, I think we, we expected him to be great, and um, he was even better. So uh, very excited about, about what Domas brings, not just on the floor, which we all see, but um, getting to know him, the person, uh, his family, his, his love for the game, and his excitement to be here. Um, all that stuff is exactly what we want to bring into the organization, and so now it's our job to continue building out around him. Monty, does having Domas and De'Aaron, does that make life a little easier going into this offseason knowing you at least have two building blocks? Yeah, absolutely. And that, we, we talked about that at the at the deadline, right? That um, bringing in um, Domas, having De'Aaron, uh, the Fox and the Ox, you know, they, they've already, like, from day one, hit the ground running. I think De'Aaron average almost 30 points a game with with Domas right and so um that's a fantastic foundation and we've seen other guys Harrison had some, some of his biggest games with those two um together um Davion Trey all, all these guys I think uh those two make make others better we obviously need to continue to find more pieces around them um but certainly having those two as a foundation we continue we we can continue to build on Hey, Monty, uh, going back to Fox and Sabonis really quick, I believe we only saw about 15 games of them together. Both of them finished the season out. Does that feel a little bit like lost time, or do you feel confident that the offseason training camp, that's enough time for them to be connecting on all cylinders come game one next season? We addressed this at the, at the deadline, which is there's only so many opportunities to add impact players. So we had a chance to add Domas, and we did it. And um, we're excited that we got to see 15 games together um, and, and really see, I think, Foxy at his best, uh, certainly see what Domas can do. Obviously, we would have wished they would have played even more together. But um, like I said at the time, that this was not about just this year. Uh, we got multiple years ahead. Um, and so these guys are going to get – they're going to get an off season together. They're already, you know, bonding with them, each other, and the rest of their teammates. Um, so it, we, I view it as we got a head start, as if we would have done it later. And so we're we're excited to see them get, you know, certainly a full off season under their belt, and you know, really take off next next season from day one. Both De'Aaron and Demontis yesterday talked about wanting to be involved or kept in the loop with this coaching hire. What's your philosophy on player involvement in that kind of decision and taking their opinions into account? Well, it was, uh, you know, those two, um, obviously, De'Aaron and I have, you know, been together uh, now for a couple of years, Domas just a few months, but it's been, you know, great to, to get to know him and continue to build that relationship. Um, they've told me privately and they told you guys publicly the, the confidence they have in me and, and my group, and that's reciprocal. You know, we brought, you know, Domas in and, and Foxy, um, obviously, we signed to the extension last year. Like, you know, we have we have every confidence in them that they're going to be the uh, the pillars of, of what we're building here. So, um, and certainly their input and their their thoughts on on the game and uh, coach and all the things that um, you know will go into getting us you know into the playoffs and that winning winning atmosphere is is what we want. So we're going to continue to build those relationships and uh, it's been fantastic in getting to know Domas uh, recently and um, we'll continue to do that. Nothing too groundbreaking that he said here uh, in these 
stretches of sound clips. I did ask him uh, about the two of them, Fox and Sabonis, kind of missing time at the end of the season and whether or not he thought that was an opportunity wasted. Uh, And he basically turned it into a positive and said he thought it was a head start for them going into next season. Now, we heard Sabonis and Fox talk about uh, getting together in LA with other teammates and building chemistry during the offseason, during the summertime. And while I do think that's important and that can have an impact I'm looking for this Sacramento Kings team to hit the ground running game one of next season. I don't want to wait 5, 10, 15 games for Fox and Sabonis to build their chemistry and then get to their their peak form, let's say. I don't know if working out together in LA and time together in training camp and a tiny bit of preseason is going to be enough for them to build on-court NBA chemistry like they could have built over the remainder of the season that they were both out with injury. I'm okay with both of them remaining out for injuries, especially uh, with uh, with Fox and how bad he hurt his hand. But as good as those 15 games were for the most part that we saw the two of them playing together and as many bright moments as they were or there were in that 15-game stretch, I want to see more. I needed to see more to have the confidence that come game one of the 2022 uh, to 2023 season that they're going to be ready to go. McNair doesn't seem too concerned. We'll have to wait and see how they look like in preseason and in training camp months from now, come the fall. But I still think that it was opportunity wasted. No fault of anybody's players get hurt. Things like that happen. You want to err on the side of caution and protect your players from them getting even more hurt at the end of, or in meaningless games at the end of the season but I would have liked to see how good Fox and Sabonis could have been at this point had they gotten more than 15 games together. Also, Monty uh, talking about Fox and Sabonis's input. He said he was open-minded. I thought how he answered this question was interested. He said he was open-minded too, and he wants Fox and Sabonis and other players to share their input, and he wants to hear that and wants to hear their opinions. But he pointed out quickly, I'm not sure if you caught it, he pointed out saying like, just as much as they have confidence in those players for by trading for Sabonis and by paying Fox that max contract, he believes, as Fox and Sabonis have told him both publicly and privately, he believes that they trust him and his team to make the right calls for the organization going forward. So what I interpreted that as is McNair saying, yeah, we'll take their input into account but it's still my decision. It's still our choice. It's in our hands. And those two trust us to get it right. It's not going to be De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis who are making the decision of who the next head coach is, and nor should it be. But I just thought it was interesting McNair uh, pointed that out. By the way, what have you taken away from these sound clips so far? And there's still more to come. Monty, talking about kind of a miscellaneous uh, chunk of things, does talk about... uh, Playoffs, trying to bring playoffs to Sacramento as early as next season. Talks about the atmosphere, things that he's learned about Sacramento over the last uh, couple of years, things he wish he knew before taking the job. That's all coming up here. But what do you think of these comments so far from McNair? You can share them with me at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Before the last few uh, sound clips from McNair's press conference today, I want to make sure I'm telling you about another great sponsor here of Locked On Kings, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store or dealership to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure 
pointless and sometimes intimidating questioning only to be priced into and locked into whatever parts at whatever brands and whatever price points that those places happen to carry, that their warehouses carry. You have no wiggle room. You have no negotiating power. At rockauto.com, they have multiple brands, multiple price points, and they make it easy for everyone from seasoned car vets who know exactly what they need and where everything goes to someone like me who needs pictures and who needs my father-in-law to help me every time something goes even remotely wrong with my car. Rockauto.com makes it easy. I have used it and it's personally saved me hundreds of dollars, almost $400 I saved after running over a tire on the freeway, a shredded tire on the freeway uh, around almost a year ago now. So I have experienced the money that I uh, that you can save on rockauto.com myself. You can save 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And then when it comes to your draft philosophy, you know, you mentioned Davion Mitchell being in your in your eyes, best player available last year. Can you just kind of define what best player available means, like whether it means long term throughout their career or how they can immediately impact a team? Yeah, I think for us, the, the draft is um, one of the few times that you can add, you know, usually a, a younger player. Right. Often guys, when they reach free agency. Um, you know, they're, they're multiple years into their career. Um, and so, you know, somebody like Davion, um, already an impactful winning player. And then, uh, the work ethic, the character, all that to continue to grow. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's, you know, we want a guy who's going to impact from day one and, and hopefully for years and years to come. Um, so, you know, it's hard to give maybe a very specific answer there, but yeah, we want the player that's going to come in and, um, you know, and help us, uh, you know, not just for one year or not just five years from now. So, uh, best player for us is, is the guy that's going to do that regardless of position and, and different things like that. Looking at the backcourt, uh, with Fox and Davion, is that a pairing that you think could, could work together as a, a starting backcourt or do you more envision kind of a situation where you've got like, you know, one in the starting lineup and the other is a, you know, maybe Davion is a big punch off the bench long-term. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, as you know, the coach the coach will make those decisions on who starts and, and everything. We, we've seen them play together, which I think is really what you're asking. And, um, you know, I think both guys, uh, you know, complement each other. Obviously, both are, both are great with the ball, but um, Davion, we saw, you know, defensively is, you know, can guard both both guard positions, he can get switched on to bigger guys and and cause all sorts of problems. And then, you know, really at the end of the year, we were able to see Davion continue to take off his shooting improved. He just became more comfortable out there, as many rookies do. Um, they'll continue to find ways. Uh, Foxy can score, uh, you know, with me and you out there. Uh, so um, he, he's going to find a way to continue to do that. So I think they'll certainly play together some, and, and it's just great to have, especially in this league, you know, two guards who – who can create for themselves and others? We saw with with some of Davion's assist totals uh, down the stretch. They get a 17 and a and a 15. Um, you know, Foxy had I think averaged average seven plus assists um, the second half of the year. So um, I think we'll continue to see that. Realizing you haven't been in this job all that long, but you've been here in a little bit. Is there anything you know now that you didn't know then about this organization that maybe you wish you had known? Or I don't know. Looking just having like revisionist history, looking back and saying, you know boy, I wish I had known this or anything about that. Uh, I would say 
as I've said multiple times, the number one thing that since I've come in here um, that you kind of know from the outside, but you don't realize until you're here is the fan base is just unbelievable. I was just in uh, Phoenix in the last game of the year, a disappointing season, and there was 25 Sacramento fans that, that traveled down for the game. So, um, and, and I think we saw, uh, I don't even know, we had eight or nine home games after the trade deadline, but like that was fantastic. Like the crowd was um, invested in, and so, so excited about, um, you know, how we were playing. So that's the number one thing. And, uh, you know, it just, it drives me, it drives us to, to continue to to build this thing out and um, you know and get to a point where this time next year like that place is packed for a playoff game. Monty, we're 16 years into the playoff drought. Just do you feel the pressure to fix this thing quickly and to get this thing back on the right path for next season? Yeah, this is. Uh, I think the other thing about coming coming here, right, is you know this is going to be my my third season, um, but we always want to acknowledge right? Like you said, you said we, right? Like the, the Sacramento community and fan base, it has been 16 years, right? And so for us, we want to acknowledge that. Um, what we don't want to do is let that cloud our judgment. We're going to be ag- aggressive. Like I talked about, we, we have to remain disciplined, right? There's no, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no easy button to go and fix this right away. So, um, when those opportunities are there, we're going to pounce like we did at the deadline and we are going to continue to look for those. Um, as far as the pressure, I think it's, you know, I would say it's like a good pressure that, yeah, we want to get back there as soon as we can, but we need to do it in a way that we stay there. We continue to grow. This is not a one year, you know, blip that we, you know, completely mortgage the future for. We're going to, we're going to do this in a way that we're already building a foundation. I think it started at the deadline and we're going to continue to, to do that so that we can have a long run in the playoffs. So there you go. A lot to unpack from this press conference from Monty McNair. Again, he's kind of a master of saying a lot without saying much. I choose to focus on little nuggets. Of course, I'm focusing on him saying that he's going to do a comprehensive coaching search. That was the biggest story really from this press conference. Music to my ears. Great stuff that he had to say about Fox and Sabonis as well. And then I thought there at the end where he made it very clear, not that it wasn't clear already, but he made it crystal clear to everybody that making the playoffs next season is the absolute 100% goal. And for me, it's the absolute expectation. So it's good to hear McNair at least acknowledge that and mention that rather than committing to that. And remember, both he and former Kings head coach Luke Walton at this time last season and over the offseason talked about making the playoffs as the goal this year and ultimately the team so significantly underachieved that they won only 30 games less than they won in the last two abbreviated seasons. It was a failure of a year. I wanted the opportunity to ask McNair and I ended up not asking him if he felt that this was a wasted season or not, I think I know what the answer would have been. But to me, it was a wasted season. I don't know if McNair feels the same. He'd probably never admit it publicly, but we still got good sound bites out of Monty. And again, I want to hear your thoughts on everything or whatever stood out to you. Matt George or at Matt George uh, Sack on Twitter, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. You can email me there. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Tomorrow on the Locked On Kings podcast, I'm scheduled to be joined by ABC 10's Sean Cunningham. He was standing next to me at the press conference. You heard him asking a lot of questions. He's been covering the Kings for a long, long, long time. We'll discuss this season as a whole. We'll discuss the coaching search this upcoming offseason and the significance of that. And then, very excited to start my uh, season reviews series here, talking about 
specific players like De'Aaron Fox, talking about uh, guys like Harrison Barnes. We'll talk about Monty McNair. We'll talk about Alvin Gentry. And we'll talk about chunks of players like the new players that the Kings acquired at the trade deadline. I'll review their performances, the good and the bad from this season. And it won't be just me on every single one of these episodes. I will be joined by analyst, longtime Sacramento Kings play-by-play radio broadcaster, the legendary G-Man Gary Gerald will be with me on all of these episodes to share his thoughts. Cannot wait for this series for you as we get here through the actual NBA playoffs and the NBA play-in. As we get closer to the draft lottery and we really dive headfirst into this offseason, I'm excited to uh, to get through the summer months with you here on Locked on Kings. It's going to be exciting. We'll keep you covered on everything that happens, so make sure you stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to have you join me next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. <laughs>